Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, one-on-one. I would never underestimate President Putin's risk appetite on Ukraine. President Biden speaking with Vladimir Putin this morning amid a major showdown on the Russia-Ukraine border. So what message will Biden deliver? Grand gesture. Seeing the people clapping and the signs brought tears to my eyes. The dancing grannies making their first public appearance just two weeks after that Christmas parade tragedy. The touching show they're sharing this morning. Plus, it's a girl. (laughs) Bodie and Morgan Miller welcome the newest addition to their family, why they're calling it a dream come true, and what they're saying about their new daughter's name. And live in Studio 1A, Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill here to talk about their new film, Don't Look Up. And Kristen Davis joins us with a preview of the highly anticipated Sex in the City series, and just like that, as the stars align today, Tuesday, December 7th, 2021. To our friend Oakland in Portsmouth, Ohio. We love you! And eighth graders skipping school to visit the plaza. Mother daughter trip from Cleveland and Harrisburg, PA to today. Celebrating 44 years of friendship together. From Oxford, Connecticut. I'm turning 65. From Rockwell, Texas to today. For Susan's 55th birthday. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back to today. We got it crowd out there. It's Tuesday morning and we are smack dab in the middle of December. Hoda's got the morning off, but look at all those nice folks out there. We're going to get outside in just a minute. Ever since they put that tree up, the crowds have been nice. I know. We thought it was for us, but no. Oh. It's for the tree. I thought it was... Okay, oh, it is for you. Right. No, okay, it is. Okay, it's okay, okay. NBC News Now, right? <laughs> yes. 7 o'clock Top every story. Night. They're, they're top lining story. up there. I see all the, the fans. <laughs> yes, they're there. But let's get to your news here at 8 o'clock with tensions rising between the U.S. and Russia. President Biden confronting Vladimir Putin today over the Kremlin's military buildup near Ukraine. NBC Chief Foreign Correspondent Richard Engel joins us with the latest. Richard, good morning. Uh, Good morning, Savannah. Vladimir Putin has the world guessing. Will he or will he not invade Ukraine? Now, we have been in this situation before, including earlier this year. But U.S. officials say this time feels different with more Russian troops deployed and a greater risk for escalation. New satellite images show Russian forces at the ready near the Ukrainian border. U.S. intelligence warns Russia's Vladimir Putin may be planning to attack the U.S. ally. U.S. and Ukrainian officials estimate there are already 70 to 100,000 Russian troops near the border. An unclassified U.S. intelligence estimate predicts another 100,000 could be called in for a potential invasion early next year. President Biden has signaled to Putin the U.S. will oppose him. 
Analysts expect the U.S. would likely confront Russia with sanctions and not a full war on its border. Though in the past, sanctions have done little to change Putin's actions. This morning, I spoke to Ukraine's former defense minister, who now works for a think tank that advises the government. We're going to have a very substantial resistance here. We will see hundreds of thousands of people involved in, involved in the war effort. We may see tens of thousands of uh, casualties and billions of lost investments. So the world has to, do, uh, has to be very strong in order to stop Russia from even thinking that direction. Back in April, during another Russian troop buildup, we were with Ukrainian troops as they carefully monitored Russians nearby. What are you looking at through this periscope? Uh, it's enemy. Putin didn't invade back in the spring and may be bluffing this time. But he is making it crystal clear he does not want Ukraine to join NATO and he doesn't want NATO to put advanced weapon systems into the country. Ukraine was a close Russian ally until 2014 when pro-Western demonstrators overthrew the country's president. Putin, who blames the U.S. for orchestrating the revolt, responded by annexing Crimea and supporting a covert war in eastern Ukraine. Now he could be eyeing even more territory. Kremlin officials, including this morning, say it is Ukraine that is trying to provoke Russia. Ukrainian and U.S. officials deny that, and the U.S. is specifically warning Ukraine not to engage in any kind of activity near the border that could give Russia an excuse to find an excuse to launch an invasion. Savannah? That tension's just so high there. Richard, thank you very much. Back here, President Biden's Commission on Supreme Court Reforms is not expected to recommend expanding the court. The bipartisan panel votes on its final report today. Members were divided over whether President Biden can add more justices to counter the court's conservative majority. However, it concluded that Congress does have the power to do so. The report also says it would probably take a constitutional amendment to put limits on how long justices can serve. They can currently remain in office for life. All right, now to a story of resilience in the wake of tragedy. The dancing granny still healing from that deadly holiday parade crash in Wisconsin two weeks ago, getting back to what they do best, spreading love and light. For decades, the dancing grannies spinning and twirling their way into the hearts of people across Wisconsin. But just two weeks ago, the beloved dance troupe making national headlines after an out-of-control SUV crashed right through the Waukesha Christmas Parade. And then it just swerved in the other direction and just hit as many people as it could. Three of their members and the husband of another losing their lives. The survivors sharing their determination to carry on their legacies. It might take us a year pull back and get some more people to join. But I know in our hearts we're going to continue. The dancing grannies making their first appearance since the tragedy at the Franklin, Wisconsin Christmas Parade, the city's first ever. It was starting of healing. The women and their families walking arm in arm, sporting custom-made blue sweatshirts. On the back of each one, the words, in loving memory of Ginny, Lee, Tamara, and Bill and the marching orders keep on dancing. On their banner, a broken heart, a symbol of their loss 
and a reminder of why they dance. I really think uh, the other grannies would look down smiling and they'll always be in our heart. But even in the face of profound and personal loss, the grannies with their bravery and resilience still bringing joy to this community. Seeing the people clapping and the signs brought tears to my eyes. So it was to me like a granny parade for us. And this is pretty incredible. Sharon, who we spoke to there, says the dancing grannies have seen a lot of interest from women wanting to join ahead of the spring and summer parade season. They say that their walk is also inspiring the Waukesha Marching Band to start practicing again this week. Uh, it's pretty, pretty encouraging what's happened yeah. there in Waukesha with those dancing grannies. Well, they have a lot of courage. Yeah, a lot of courage, you're right. All right, well, let's get to the morning boost. I've got the duty this morning because Hoda's off. So some families have a child who's old enough for college and another still young enough for a high chair. So watch what happened when this big brother has to go back to school after a visit. Bye, Rome. I love you. Bye, I love you. 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 Oh, I love that. <laughs> what a cutie, an unmistakable bond. They're two decades apart, wow. but best friends for life right there. Wow. Well, I feel for those parents. One in diapers, one in college. I Imagine. Know. Impressive. Oh my gosh. Coming up next, former Olympic skier Bodie Miller and his wife Morgan introducing the world to their family's newest addition, what they're saying about her arrival right after this. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's match engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, we are back coming up on 815 now with some happy news. Yeah, we are. Bodie and Morgan Miller have welcomed a beautiful baby girl to their family a little more than three years after the heartbreaking loss of their 19-month-old daughter, Emmy. She's perfect. That's the caption as the Millers revealed the birth exclusively to People magazine. This is a special birth with added significance for the Millers. They say this little girl is an answer to their hopes and dreams. 
These are the first pictures of the Millers' newest addition to their family, Bodie, cradling their brand new precious baby girl. A full eight pounds, five ounces of dark hair and joy, their new baby daughter was born Friday, November 26th at their Orange County home, measuring 22 and a quarter inches. Bodie sharing after her birth, this is the happiest he's ever been. Their new bundle, their sixth child together and eighth overall, and they say a dream come true. The couple talking to today in 2019 after their twin boys were born. Do you all have like a Christmas wish? An unrealistic one, another little girl. <laughs> but it wasn't unrealistic, and the couple has taken us along with them on their journey. Give that to daddy. From finding out they were pregnant to wondering what they were having. I am so nervous. Bodie and I have no idea. Um, so we'll see. To sharing their gender reveal exclusively on today, back in May. Their new daughter joins two-year-old twin boys, Asher and Axel, three-year-old Easton, six-year-old Nash, eight-year-old Nate, and 13-year-old Dace. As their family expands, their daughter, Emmy, who tragically drowned in 2018, remains a constant presence. She was, uh, you know, had, had such a powerful, bull-like personality where she just did what she wanted. She um, was such a bright light, and she was determined. The Millers have been open about their heartache, hoping to prevent other families from experiencing similar tragedies. Teaching their own babies to survive in waters and encouraging others to do the same. If your child is crawling, they should be floating. If your child is walking, they should be swimming. Now, as they bask in the glow of their new addition, they may honor the present with the past. Morgan writing on Instagram, it is usually pretty hard for us to pick a name, and oftentimes it takes us three to six weeks after baby is born to decide. We have been toying with the idea of incorporating some part of Emmy's name. Whatever name they choose, the Miller's hearts are full, and they tell today it really is the most perfect final chapter. She's so sweet, and all kids have fallen in love with her. By the way, we have more Miller's new bundle of joy and more adorable pictures at today.com. I'm so happy. I'm for so happy yeah. for them that Morgan got her little girl, oh and I'm goodness. just thrilled for her. So we send them a lot of love. Mm -hmm. All right, now let's get a check of the weather. All right, let's show you what we've got for today. Uh, we're looking at uh, some, some sunshine around the northeast, little light snow in the eastern Great Lakes, sunny skies making their way from the plains all the way down to Texas, showers in Southern California, Pacific Northwest as well, and plenty of sunshine in the western plains. As you head out the door, take us with you. Today's show radio, Sirius XM Channel 108. Today at 1 o'clock, off the rails. Back in person. Back in person, in studio over there. Oh, wow. And a guest appearance by one Dylan Dryer. Yes. So you're going to be in the fishbowl. We're in the, in fish the fishbowl. And people okay. are going to call in and going to have uh, viewers on a video screen. It's going to be the whole thing. Huge, huge, 1 o'clock. Check it out. Thank yes. you, Mr. Roker. All this week, the platforms of NBC News in partnership with the Pulitzer Center's Rainforest Investigations Network are bringing you special coverage from around the world for our Rescuing the Rainforest series. You know, often referred to as the lungs of the earth, rainforests are under threat worldwide 
but it's not all bad news. Yeah, NBC's Jacob Sobroff is here with the story of one rainforest that's come roaring back, mm -hmm. actually, and what that means for all of us. Yeah, Hi. This was a very, very cool assignment. Good morning to you guys and good morning to you at home. Scientists agree the destruction of tropical rainforests is an urgent threat to life on Earth as we know it. According to a study published by Rainforest Foundation Norway, earlier this year, over two-thirds of the planet's tropical rainforests have already been destroyed by humans. It exacerbates species loss and climate change. But in Puerto Rico, there are signs of hope for tropical rainforests, the planet, and humanity. Tropical rainforests cover only 7% of the Earth's surface, but they're home to more than half of the planet's biodiversity, including on the island of Puerto Rico, where you'll find El Junque, one of the world's smallest rainforests and the only one managed by the U.S. Forest Service. This part of the forest is closed to the public. Exactly so. This type of vegetation can grow and thrive. We hiked deep into the rainforest to its highest elevation, more than 3,500 feet above sea level, with Dr. Grizel Gonzalez, a scientist for the Forest Service. So this is untouched natural forest? Yes. Wow. In these mountains, you'll find thousands of native plants and hundreds of small animal species, many found nowhere else on Earth. They think that this is so unbelievably spectacular. Can we just stand here and, and listen? Yes. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Over a century ago, much of Puerto Rico used to look just like this. Almost 70% of the island was covered in forest. But beginning in the 1800s, land was cleared to make way for farming. And at the low point in the 1940s, only 7% of the island was forested. Today, it's as if a miracle has happened. Was this really some of the only remaining rainforest on the entire island? Yes, at the top of the mountains. Now what's the status here? If you look at the latest descriptions of forest covering the island, we are about 65%. So we are back uh, full circle. To understand that stunning reversal, we traveled to a mountainous region that used to be known for its coffee that was exported all over the world. But that's changed. Over several generations, Puerto Rico's farmers moved to jobs in cities or the mainland U.S. Today, Wanda Perez of the U.S. Department of Agriculture works to help support remaining farmers after seeing thousands leave. They have moved and looked for different or better opportunities. That migration gave the forests an opportunity to grow again. Then four years ago, Hurricane Maria devastated the farms that were left. Carmen Rujan is a third-generation coffee grower. Is it easy to be a farmer here in Puerto Rico? Lately, it's been very, very hard. We can look at that mountain. That used to be two things that were grown there, coffee and citron. And now you only see it's a forest. This is right, Maria? Yeah. Today, scientist Edgardo Gonzalez works with Puerto Rico's remaining farmers to make sure that through smarter land management, their crops and the rainforest can coexist. It's a method he believes will help other countries impacted by deforestation. So it seems like when people left the land generations ago, they did so because it didn't seem like there was economic opportunity left. But what you're saying is economic opportunity and reforestation are not mutually exclusive. Definitely. What we are promoting in here is that a combination between agriculture and forest is possible, and it can be lucrative for the family. Back high in El Junque, we look down at the line where new forest that grew on abandoned farmland meets the ancient and untouched rainforest. Where you see the darker line of vegetation, you see now the recovery of the forest. In other words, if you want to understand what it looks like to see a rainforest come back, you're looking at it. 
So, I mean, oh, is this unique crazy, right? to Puerto Rico, mm. this, this whole set of events? The idea is that it shouldn't be. And at that climate conference in Scotland earlier this year, all the countries that were there pledged to end deforestation by 2030. The idea is you got to go country by country. And like the scientists said, you got to manage the existing farmland mm. to allow the forest to come back. So it's a matter of a policy, basically, in each country. Wow. What was the climate like there? Was it? It was cold up top. It was really <laughs> cold up top. And down below, hot, very humid. Hot and sticky. It was amazing. It's a wow. great story. So it's great beautiful. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Yeah. I like driving. how you paused and just listened because it's not every MTV, day you get to hear. Exactly. They just tell you to talk. I said, why don't we listen for a second? Yeah. It was yeah. spectacular. Some good like news, that. finally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank exactly. you. Thanks, guys. We got a lot more to get to this morning, including two members of the star-studded cast of Don't Look Up, Meryl Streep, and Jacob Sobroff's a high school pal, <laughs> Jonah Hill. Good morning. Hey, guys. Can't wait to sit Aww. down with them. Look at these two. I know. You've really bonded, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> okay, I really believed wow. you when you said that. We'll yeah, be back with messaging. them. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> crowd look at this huge crowd lively crowd one week from today december 14th alicia keys wow. alicia keys will be taking over for a live concert right here you can join us to request a fan pass go to today.com awesome cool. hey so and awesome. don't forget we've got a huge plaza concert this week Ed Sheeran here yes. live it's on good. the plaza. Great. Ed Sheeran, yes. Who needs Woo. summer concerts when you can have winter concerts? <laughs> Guys, we have a, just a bunch of TV and movie stars and just legends here this morning. We're going to sit down with Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill Woo. coming up next. That's you, Jonah. You're a legend, too, teaming up these two as mother and son <laughs> and president and chief of staff in the new movie Don't Look Up. And it just keeps on coming. Also in Studio 1A this morning, Kristen Davis. There she is. She's going to tell us what it was like channeling the beloved Charlotte one more time for the big Sex in the City revival. There are a lot of stars this morning. Love it. Plus, the real reason, speaking of stars, that Jenna's joined us, the big reveal of this month's Read with Jenna title. We'll do that in just a moment. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, though, in the third hour, Grammy winner Leon Bridges. Yes. Yeah. He's what? gonna be here live as That's well. Right. He's covered this great Marvin Gaye song. Oh, it's a Purple hit. Snowflake. It's a hit. It's He's going cool. to join us live. I am so jealous. Special He's performance. Texan. Special oh, that's right. That's right. He's incredible. Yes. That's right. And he channeled some of his Texas roots into the song. Oh, look at you. You know so. everything, Fred. <laughs> well, I guess he does. <laughs> and he'll tell you every chance he gets. <laughs> Uh-oh, family attorney. tension. Uh, what about the weather? You seem to know that. All right, let's see what we've got for you. Starting off with today, beautiful day in the northeast, a little light snow around the Great Lakes, some showers down through Southern California, sunny skies down in Jenna and Leon's Texas. And then for tomorrow, plenty of sunshine, Texas all the way to the northern plains, some mountain snows in the Rockies, light snow in the northeast should uh, avoid New York City, few showers and thunderstorms, Gulf Coast right along into the southeastern Atlantic states. And that's your latest weather, Savannah. All right, well, we are getting to the end of the year here, but we cannot say goodbye without one more December Read uh, with Jenna pick. Yes. Uh, you guys, okay, our plaza crowd, which is huge, by the way, is eager to help us announce this pick. So are y'all ready to do it? Should we count down? Yes. Three, two, two one. one. And the December Show pick it. is bright. Yeah. By Lisa Hardy. Look at this. Oh. This is a awesome debut, debut book by
Sapphire, an Irish writer, and it tells the journey of Sonia. She's a former actress who is used to a life of glamour, and she's forced to make a decision to keep her beloved son. It is a book about unconditional love, about oh. the mother's bond. Anybody would love it. I hope y'all all read with me. It's also a glimpse into the life of addiction, but also the beautiful hope that recovery can bring. So you guys, it's a good Great. Christmas gift. There is a librarian right there from Texas who's yes. reading with me, a former librarian. I hope you all read along this month. This, this great, one Jenna. is for you, Chanel. Thank you oh, so much. Now I can join this entire crowd. How amazing is this? Have fun. All right, Thank it you. sounds like another page turner. For more on the book and to join the club, scan the QR code or head to today.com slash read with Jenna. You know, we were great. skeptical a while back about the, the book club picks and then we started reading with are you, you. When you're saying we, are you talking about you? <laughs> well, Craig? No, Carson no, and I. Carson and I were listening. See what, the royal see, see what I'm saying? Yes. See what I'm saying? No, but but yeah, we started I see reading. What you're saying. Remember a couple months ago you turned us on to that one? Yes. And ever since then. That one. We're Hooked. believers. I have trusted Jenna Hell of a for years. Hell of a I know. <laughs> Al has been reading with me for a long time. She's got a great and eye. Nancy. And my mother, Nancy. That's right. Coming up next, two stars for the price of one, Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill live in our studio, but first, this is Today on NBC. <laughs> well, welcome back. Meryl Streep and Jonah Hill have graced our screens with countless hit movies and iconic roles, and now they're joining forces like superheroes for the first time in the new Netflix comedy, Don't Look Up. It's about a comet hurtling straight toward Earth. They play a rather... Um, an, an orthodox mother and son duo who also just happened to be the president of the United States and her chief of staff. Take a look. So how certain is this? There's 100% certainty of impact. Please, don't say 100%. Can we just call it a potentially significant event? Yeah. Yes. But it isn't potentially going to happen. It is going to happen. Exactly, 99.78% to be exact. Oh, great. Okay, so it's not 100%. Well, scientists never like to say 100%. Call it 70% and let's just, let's move on. Good morning, Jonah. Good morning, Mystery. Good morning. It says Meryl here, but I can't call a legend. No, 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 oh. can't do it. It's oh, Mystery no. to me. What, no. do you, what do you call Mystery? Boss. <laughs> The boss. <laughs> you are the boss in this I movie. I call her the goat, the greatest of all oh, time. Oh, no. Wait a minute. I heard a story about this. He was, he's was. he been calling you the goat. Yeah. But you didn't know I that that was, was a cute. compliment? No, I, did. I thought, why is he calling me a goat? And I sort of thought, well, you, you kind of look like a goat, you know? Not true. <laughs> but no, I I don't know. I, I didn't know what that meant, you know? So what, what happened? You just were like, oh, you're the goat. You're the goat. Yeah, no, just doing interviews. And I've obviously, everyone in the world respects Meryl more than anything in the world, and myself included. And then Jen Fielder and Meryl was saying, like, oh, I think he keeps calling me a goat. And then Jen Lawrence was like, no, it stands for greatest of all time. It's a massive compliment and not a grotesque disc that I would never, never say anyway. It says a lot about your grace yeah. that you didn't say, like, hey, knock it, stop calling me a farm animal. <laughs> no, I just thought it was, like... I don't know, a cute little thing. Yeah. <laughs> She's the coolest, that I dude. That's... Chew the scenery or something. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what he meant. Not true. But yeah. she's, you know, yeah. she's the best. Well, you two have such amazing chemistry in this movie. It's hard to describe this movie because, on the one hand, it's about the end of the world. <laughs> and on the other hand, it's a hilarious romp toward the end of the world. And honestly, mm -hmm. like Leonardo DiCaprio said, somehow the director cracked the code. 
how you make a movie about climate change and the looming impending disaster yeah. and make it really a good time. <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's like in the, um, it's like a gallows humor or um, mm. a black joke, you know, yeah. a joke that's just has really serious intent underneath it. Yeah. But it's, it's thanks to Jonah, really, that it's uh, as funny as it is. And because Adam McKay gave us a great script, but he also gave us complete liberty to, gave him complete liberty to say whatever he wanted. And, uh, yeah. And great. actually, Jennifer Lawrence said that they had done an entire day of shooting totally dedicated to Jonah Hill just riffing. Oh. Just ripping off one-liners left and right, just saying yeah. what came top of mind. Yeah. It was the most fun. <laughs> it was fun. I don't know. I mean, Adam McKay, legend, so awesome. And I think this movie is, like, at its best, just a tonal achievement because it is talking about, uh, you know, some deeper metaphors for, like, larger issues, but done through the lens of, like, satire and comedy. And I think that's a massively challenging tightrope to walk. And Adam pulled it off and then... You know, I don't know, we had all just been stuck in our houses for COVID, so it was like, for me, I felt like I was let out of a cage, and it was really fun to, like, be around all these people, some of whom were good friends, some of whom are new friends that I admire very much, and then just getting to, like, be funny and, like, make yeah. each other laugh was a really nice respite from what had been going on, you know? Jennifer Lawrence was the frequent target of your insults. And I honestly felt watching it that you kind of secretly enjoyed insulting her. There was a certain joy. And she agreed with me, by the way. I asked her about that yesterday in an interview that's going to air. And she said, yeah, I think he really did enjoy that. No, I don't enjoy making fun of... I was, first of all, we're all playing characters. That, I know. And we're playing... We, in particular, are playing kind of some evil Bad news. folks. I was trying yeah. to play, like... Fire Festival as a human being. <laughs> and I did not enjoy making fun of Jen, because I love Jen. And I did enjoy making fun of Leo for, because he he all he didn't like playing a dork. I oh, think he so always likes playing like you know he, he plays he's such a cool guy yeah. that he plays those types of characters. So I think he was really shook that I was in a position <laughs> to make fun of him yeah. on screen for being like a nerd. Yes. And then we lived together when we made the movie because we were all we were quarantined and we were like oh we should just live together and I could see him we just come home and be like. You really got a lot of jokes off on me today, and I was just like, this is awesome. Yeah. Well, um, the, before I let you go, I did hear that you brought, um, I, I can't, I guess I can say it, like a fart machine to some of the press screeners. That's not yeah. true. You do know. Yeah. You know exactly what you did. He yeah. says did he, he do he it? He says he brought a fart machine. It, honestly, but. it's this is going to be a really short recapped version. <laughs> You have to understand, I understand how stupid it is, right? This it's is amazing. not like something I think is funny. It's for like two-year-olds. Yeah. Which is, so Julia Louis-Dreyfus and I were doing a movie together and we were like, how funny it would be if I'm doing this press tour with all these iconic movie stars and I have something as stupid as that because like what we've all been through, like, yeah. like let's just, And it's, it's a serious it's subject matter, yeah. It's a serious subject matter. And so we did it, and then, like, Meryl was the only one who was cool enough to think it was funny. And then, like, people from Netflix were, like, formally asking me to stop using it. But I do think the movie itself is this brilliant, like, comedy that has this deeper message. So for me to go out and do press with all these, like, legends and ha do something so stupid... It was meta. Yeah, it was. Right on track. It is. And yeah. then also say, I don't know anything about how to, like, fix climate change. It yeah. scares me because I just hear it, and it's this big Goliath. Mm. And I asked my girlfriend who works in this arena, and she's just like, 
if you care, you can call your local congressperson and talk about H.R. 794, which is the Emergency Climate Act. That's what I did. And it gave someone like me with no knowledge a small step of like something you can actually do. So the fart machine in that, I feel like my job here is done. Yeah, you, I was like, know? I don't know how you were going to weave back to the machine, but you did. It's about high low, Savannah. Yeah. You <laughs> it is. I'm starting to get it. Like, it's the alchemy. It's the tonal it's achievement. All of it. This yeah. interview is a tonal achievement. Correct. Now. Exactly right. Thank you so you much. Go. Meryl Streep, Jonah Hill, always a pleasure. Thanks a lot. The goat. Thanks. She's the goat. Greatest yeah. of all time. Thank you can catch you. Don't Look Up in select theaters this Friday. It's on Netflix December 24th. Coming up next. Was that a goat noise? Yeah. That was amazing. Maybe it was a sheep. It was. It was, it was like, yeah. We'll talk to Kristen Davis about stepping back into Charlotte's shoes and the highly anticipated Sex in the City revival coming up next. But first, this is Today on NBC. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated, all right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, everyone. I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna Book Club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast, Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts. We are back. It is 846. Hard to believe it's been more than 20 years since that hit series, Sex and the City, first premiered on HBO, introducing the world to four single women navigating the turbulent dating scene here in New York City. Beloved by generations, the show ran for six seasons along with two movies. Now, Carrie, Charlotte, and Miranda are back for a new chapter and just like that, Kristen Davis stars as Charlotte York and is also one of the show's executive producers. Good morning to you. Hi, Good you're my you. first stop and I can't really? stop smiling. Uh, good. It's very exciting to I be think, back. I think we're more excited than you are. Ah, you're adorable. <laughs> we're pretty excited. That's we're great. Excited. So it's been, I can't believe it, 11 years since the last sexual movie. right? So we're all anxiously awaiting, you know, to see what Charlotte York has been up to, where her life will be. What can you tell us? Well, Charlotte is still married to Harry. Okay. I can only say the things that I can say from the trailer. Fair enough. The secrecy is like, it's you know, insane. top notch, right? Um, I'm still married to Harry, thankfully, and my two daughters have been growing up. There they are. They're adorable. And with parenthood come surprises. So that's it. That's you're all killing us, Kristen. I'm sorry. It's coming so soon. You can see <laughs> for yourself. Um, yeah, it's hard to say any more than that. I, what do you think it is about the series and Charlotte as well? What do you think it is that, that has kept fans so captivated for so long? I mean, honestly, it's luck. I thank you, fans. I thank you, fans. I mean, I'm always the hopeful one, obviously, as mm -hmm. you know. So for those 10 years or whatever it was, I was like, I feel that we're coming <laughs> back. I just feel that we're not done. And I did, but, like, it wasn't necessarily from my brain. Yeah. It was from my heart. 
And I'm just so uh, thrilled. It's like a miracle that we actually are back now in this new time telling this new version of our story. You know, and I like the fact that you just said new version. I mean, mm -hmm. the show we all know is transformational. I mean, girlfriends all over the world, we each picked, okay, who would we be? Somebody's Carrie. I was you, always. You're Charlotte. Yay! Yay! I was Charlotte. So, so then now, though, it's not a look back. It's almost a look mm -hmm. forward, isn't it? Definitely. It's a look. It's, it's very much now in terms of the conversations that we're all having culturally now are different than back then, of course. And it's it's moving forward. You know, life is unexpected and things happen to you and you come in contact with new people and they change your life in certain ways and you expand, hopefully, and grow with it or maybe you don't. And, you know, life is not over when you turn 50. Tell me about that because there was a lot of buzz and criticism, which I have to tell you, I didn't see coming. I guess I sh oh, should have maybe. Not really. I mean, yeah. hello, we all grow. I know. I mean, we did see it coming, though I have to say it still hurts sometimes. Did um, you try not to read it? Yes. Sarah and I are currently in a media blackout. Yeah. Cynthia is tougher and she is not. So we're like, you tell us later, okay? What they're saying. Yes. Um, it, it, you know, we had paparazzi with us all day long. And we kept thinking, why aren't they going? They've got the shot. Yeah. And I think, no offense, guys, don't be mad at me, but they were waiting for a bad shot. You know what uh... I mean? So like 12 hours of paparazzi for a bad shot so they could say that we look bad. It's it's frustrating. Kristen, really quickly, does, <laughs> yes. this, does this series, Sorry, does it explain what happened to Samantha? Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, to yes. There's I mean, an explanation. We love Samantha. Samantha is never not going to be a part in some way, mm -hmm. right? So there is respect for Samantha. There is, uh, it's part of the story. Okay. Yes. Okay, that's quite the we tease. We would never disrespect Samantha. All right, Kristen Davis, the pride and joy of Columbia, South Carolina. They had a whole connection here when we sat AC down. Florida I love High that. <laughs> I love that. Hi, everyone in Columbia. It's good to see you. Again. <laughs> All the so, best. So much continued success. Thank you, guys. By the way, just like that, it starts Thursday on HBO Max. And by the way, tomorrow, fellow star Cynthia Nixon. Yay! Here's the thing. I'm smiling. Like, we're ah, all so smiling. You're so sweet. Can't wait. Thank you, Can't thank wait. you, thank you. All right, up next on Popstar, Sylvester Stallone coming to the small screen, yes, to near you, what we're learning about his next big role. We'll have that in just a bit. But first, this is Today on NBC. Ooh, We're back, 8.53, Chanel. Can't wait we... one more minute for the best just... part of the day. <laughs> I love it. How do we top today's show? has been fantastic. I know. All right, here we no go. Question. First up, the Writers Guild of America just released its list of the greatest screenplays of the 21st century so far. You want to see the top five? Yes. Okay, coming in at number five, No Country for Old Men. Mm. Yep, written by Joel and Ethan Cohen. This violent Western led by Javier Bardem, Tommy Lee Jones, and Josh Brolin took home four Oscars mm -hmm. in 2008. All right, number four, Parasite. Wow, okay. Bong Joon, yeah. yep, and Han, Win, uh, won, uh, or Han Jin won the 2019 thriller about a poor family's relationship with their wealthy employers, became the first non-English speaking movie to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. That was big. All right, number three, the Social Network. You guys know this one. Aaron Sorkin's award-winning script showed how Mark Zuckerberg and his Harvard friends created Facebook. All right, here's the next one. The second spot, Charlie Kaufman's Eternal Sunshine on the Spotless Mind. This was in 2004. It showed off Jim Carrey's more serious side, yes, oh. and a story about a couple who wants to medically remove each other from their memories. 
That's a, that's a plot. All right, finally, sliding in at number one. All right. Oh, get yeah. Out. Yes. Yes, by Jordan Peele. Daniel Kaluuya stars there. Uh, this movie about a man visiting his girlfriend's peculiar family for the first time made it impossible for any of us to see someone stirring a cup of tea the same way ever. It changed again. the genre. Was, really was that ever? The top five ever? Or no, just, just, no, no, just, just this century. Just this century. 21st century. Okay. So far. There okay. Okay. So Get him, Grandpa. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Coming up next on the third hour, we have a special Consumer Confidential revealing the best and the safest ways to shop this holiday season. And then a bit later on, on the fourth hour, another parade of stars, actress Chloe Grace Moretz, singer Ingrid Michaelson, and poet and oh, author wow. and just legend in her awesome. time already, Amanda Gorman. Coming up next, the third hour of today. Fun fact. Hey, it's Mel Robbins. Let's cut to the chase. There is a change you want to make right now, but you're waiting to feel motivated. You don't need motivation. You've got me. You can change your life anytime you want. And when you're ready, the Mel Robbins podcast is here to help you with inspiration and simple science-backed tools to help you create a better life. Listen to me and you'll feel motivated. All right. Listen and follow the Mel Robbins podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts.